When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, Kristen Suttered. That's me. Joe's got his happy face on. He's so glad to be talking about today's Artist subject. In question, yeah. Uh, so, Kristen, you're, you should be happy, too, because we're I done. I also have my happy face We're on. done watching full induction ceremonies. And that is because today's podcast is going to take less than five hours to record. <laughs> yeah, right. And that is a peace of mind that you can't buy, baby. We are back uh, to sort of business as usual, covering artists. And this we covered most of the artists that are being inducted this year, but we're uh, we're getting one that we skipped. But let's bring in our guest who is here uh, to talk about that artist and just kind of. I'm curious what she has to say about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Me too. Uh, a DJ from the world famous K Rock. It's Kat Corbett. Hi guys. Hi Kat. Welcome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for uh, being a part of this strange show. I was I was a little intrigued about like what kind of weirdos have a podcast relegated strictly to the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So Boy. I was like, I have to be here. Yeah, seemingly normal people at first, right. but we'll get into it. Oh boy! Uh, well, if you could have seen his eyebrow raise on that one, every I am surprised that you are still in my apartment right now. <laughs> I actually I actually DM'd him. I was like, Hey, um, just checking. It is you, in fact, that I'm not being, you know. Catfish is some human trafficking. Thing. Yeah, Cat <laughs> thought that maybe someone uh, was using the bait of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so n- no. And I, I say, if that uh, bait works, then you have to you have to go with them. Okay, you have to do whatever they yeah, do. If all right. if you are lured by a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast. Uh, and that's what gets you, then, yeah, you deserve I'm easy. Wow. I know. I mean, to, like, up my standards or something. So, Kat, you yes. have been uh, you've been a, a DJ uh, on radio for a while, and I'm curious, because you work uh, in music, what your thoughts are generally on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and if you have any experiences uh, watching it or covering it, et cetera. I feel like I'm a, maybe a lot of people that work in music where I have a split personality when it comes to the rock hall. Like the really cynical part of me is like, ugh, you know, that mm-hmm. like, because they never nominate or have bands that, uh, you know, I really cool, appreciate. Uh, maybe. Or, you know, <laughs> it's just, or, you know, uh, I just feel like, you know, they're not, they're always inducting the, ugh, of course they're inducting that band. Of yeah. Like, of course, Deep Purple. Of course, the Moody Blues. <laughs> 
Of yeah, course. So, bon Jovi, of course. Right, so K-Rock is an alt-rock station, yes. so I imagine that tends to be the music that you prefer. Yeah, I do, but you know what? I have a vast history. I was raised on Motown because mm-hmm. my family like grew up on that. Elvis Presley, like... Um, you know, George Jones. I mean, I grew up on a lot of different types of music, so I appreciate all of that. So I can really, you know, if a Motown artist gets in, I'm like, hell yeah, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the thing about, oh my gosh, something I, I like have begrudgingly come along on the journey of learning, of knowing so much about the Rock Hall, and I'm about to just like have knowledge, which is, yeah, I hate it. it. Um, yeah, because Kat, the premise of this is that I'm obsessed with the Hall and Kristen really doesn't give a shit. I don't. See, I this truly... Is, this is like the two sides of me yeah, right here yeah. in front exactly. of my face. <laughs> yeah. um, but the truth, the thing about it is, is like back in the day, in the early days of the Rock Hall, they inducted all the like kind of iconic Motown artists, a lot of the iconic, uh, you know, early rock, you know, the biggies, the ones that you are like, obviously Led Zeppelin is in, obviously Elvis Presley is in, obviously, right. you know, Sam Cooke is in, like um, all sorts of like the old school artists. And now we're at a point where they're just kind of like scraping the bottom of the 60s barrel. And now we're getting into some more exciting stuff, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just looking at this year's inductees is a good sign, you know, especially compared to last year, right? Yes. Because it felt like, you know, they had a, the nominating committee for the hall is one that's... the nomcom, as we call (laughs) it. Yeah, we have shorthand. Yeah, how do you even get on that committee? Uh, It's it's pretty shadowy. Um, and it's it's unclear how you wind up on it. Okay. But, you know, there's... You do receive a letter, though, like, inviting you. Isn't that correct? Or does just... I think so. I does mean... Maybe Becky can DM get us on this. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, bribe somebody. What's our bribe? Lo- we have interviewed ex-members of the NOMCOM. We've had some, <laughs> some former... Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who were kicked We've off. We've been kicked <gasps> off, yeah. Not because they did any bribery or anything. There wasn't, like, that a scandal, a NOMCOM scandal that we're aware of. They just were... There was a big, like, clean-out of kind mm-hmm. of older white men and they were trying to it yeah, seems I think like what I was or that say was joe's is a, there's a is lot that of your opinion or is that fact i yeah, don't know i mean they, they I cleared out a anymore. lot of people i think because you know in the day early days of the rock hall they had a lot of people who were experts on the 60s which makes sense because they were inducting artists from the 60s but as you progress you need to be able to move forward and start to have people on the nominating committee who understand the decades beyond that, which is still something I think the nominating committee struggles with and the hall in general. But we're we're doing, I think, better. Kat, are you familiar with who's being inducted this year? I am. I, you know, I couldn't list them off the top of my head. I, I think for the problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for me is in the name, and they had no foresight, and they should have just been the Music Hall of Fame. I you know? say that all the time because then because because the the you know like is the Cure rock? No, in fact, they're a pop band disguised with goth costumes. You know, <laughs> and I right. love the Cure, but if you break down a Cure song, they. And they're the most brilliant pop songs ever, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. It, the, 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 the Cure are an interesting group because they have such a reputation and a lot of music that is very moody and goth and dark, mm-hmm. but then some of the most bright pop songs I've ever heard. Right, and they do rock. I mean, look at Disintegration, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that album, is the guitar yeah, alone it's a rock album. is just insane. But I think, you know, it would have been better if they said the music hall of fame i mean yeah you know, then sure. we would have it would be easier to induct more people and it, there wouldn't be because i do think that there's this like idea of rock and it's like i know it when i see it 
like does that rock or does it not and normally <laughs> rock or not man yeah but like rock tends to be masculine and it tends to be guitar driven those tend to be the things that we think of when we think of rock and roll as like yeah. an idea if fairly or unfairly yes, yes that tends to be the general perception and so like when madonna is in the rock and roll hall of fame people are like does madonna rock well, and that's the thing is they led to the art that leads to all of these arguments about who's worthy of getting in and mm -hmm. who's not worthy and all of this stuff. And so, yeah, I think they made a mistake with trying to just go with them. Yeah, I, I guess I get the spirit behind it. Oh, but I forgot we haven't talked about your duality of the rock and roll. Right. I do think <laughs> I do think the the role aspect of rock and roll is an important part that is often forgotten. And I think that, I know, you're looking at me like I'm insane. I'm waiting for this. Yeah. I'm waiting, Because Joe. when we think of rock music as we think of it now, we think of, like, guitar-heavy, uh, like, shredding kind yeah, of. Yeah, we think, but of, does I it think shred, did? the original, like, term rock and roll, that roll part was so important because it included artists like Little Richard and Sam Cooke and Otis Redding, that kind of R&B side of the genre. So instead of asking, do they rock? It should be, do they roll? And if Does Madonna roll? Madonna rolls. Now Madonna rolls hard. Hard, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Does the cure roll? Yeah, the cure rolls. I think they rock and roll. Oh my goodness. I'm ready to say Bring it. Bring them in. <laughs> I just want to see a bunch of like old white guys arguing this point in some room. Just mm -hmm. like bloody and, brawl. And I think they Over do. a giant <laughs> hoagie. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned the inductees this year and you were like, well, if you, if you quizzed me, I, I don't know that I'd be able to, and I would love to quiz you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why do I throw these out there? <laughs> I would love to just, if, if you, cause that's the thing. Hi, welcome to the podcast. There will be a test. We <laughs> begin with like high exam. school. I pay half attention to yeah. everything. It's so a pop I... quiz. You'll okay. get 50, 50. But chance. I think that's people's relationship with the rock hall is that it's often in the periphery. Like you know what's going on and maybe you know some information about it but it's not something you're necessarily paying close attention to the, unless you're joe unless you're you're <laughs> mentally unstable like i am yes, yeah a little bit uh but there's seven inductees this year and i would assume you would know some uh i know radiohead correct uh -huh. um uh, the cure mm -hmm. um radiohead and the cure uh I don't. I couldn't remember who else. The other ones were more on the rock side. I think rock. Well, they were more, especially on the. They're on the older, older side. side. Like those are the exception. two probably most K rock bands. Right. Yeah. Of those, those are the two most K rock bands of the of all the inductees. Yeah, without a doubt. What are the other ones? The other ones are one is more of a Kiss FM band. <laughs> <laughs> one is more of a Kiss FM artist. One is more of a KLOS. <laughs> That's that, a K, Kiss a K, FM. No a K, way. K, well, yes. You think Janet is? Yeah. A, I guess. They oh, play Janet, Janet Jackson Kiss? most definitely yeah. should be inducted yeah. into this. Yeah, the she's finally, getting inducted this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember hearing about that. Uh, you don't. You don't. Janet, I guess I think they would play Janet on Kiss. I don't think they do. I think Kiss is like top forty, right? I don't think they yeah, do anymore. She released a new song this year. Mm. I don't think they played it no. though. See, here's the thing about radio: is is that stuff? The older it gets, it graduates, and the format changes all the time. So, mm -hmm. like, you know. I mean, look, Nirvana's classic rock. I hate to alarm people wow. and, and right. remind everybody, but there. it's happened. Pearl Jam, like the early albums, that's classic rock. If we're defining classic rock as, you know, via decades, that stuff is the offspring, bad religion. Like mm -hmm. these Collective are. Collective soul. <laughs> 
you know so so when you what? you know classic rock is always denoted you know the eagles and zeppelin yeah whereas mm-hmm. here we are all these years later and, and i think that's why maybe there's so so many arguments about the rock and roll hall of fame is because some people don't realize they've gotten older and that their music is now classic rock. Like yeah. In the term, if, if we're going to define classic rock as songs that are o- older by decades. Right. It, when, that's the question. Is the how 90s you, have graduated into classic rock. They or are. Or do you define, because I think there are some stations who define classic rock as ending at a certain point. In the uh, 70s, I feel like. Or, or I'd say like b- before grunge hit. It's almost, it's almost like what's the earliest thing that a station like K-Rock would play that's the beginning of the era that comes after classic rock. Whoa. Mm. So, you know what? I mean, and I've always considered this just, I I think a lot of people in alternative radio consider like classic rock, anything before probably like 78, 79 when the punks started. Because, um, uh, you know, like like the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and -hmm. and the Clash and all that started started in the mid to late 70s. Um. Which then kind of, for all the alternative format, obliterated everything before it. Right. So everything before that is classic rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even though The Clash and all of that stuff from the 70s and the 80s um, is older now, it's it's new wave. It's not... It's not classic rock. Yeah, like right. would they play would they play The Cure on a classic rock radio station? I don't think no. so. Which no. It's weird. Yeah. The, the distinction is very weird because, you know. Well, it's... like would they play Roxy Music, another inductee um, this year? Love. Would, would they play them? I don't think no. so. There's like I... kind of a new wave. But the thing is, they year. would play I, a lot of classic rock formats. Most of them would play Def Leppard. Who are yes, of course. Here as well, who are yeah. an 80s wait a band. classic rock ba- uh, station would play yeah. Def Leppard. Absolutely, yeah. Because I kind of think of it uh, in trying to not in the way that I feel, but just in trying to describe the way classic rock formats work, is that it kind of ends with Guns and Roses, like it kind of makes it makes its way through to the end of the eighties. Yes, I think yeah. You know, so when you have that Guns and Roses and all that Molly Crew and stuff, that definitely will bleed into uh, a classic rock. Not like, not I'm, heavily. I'm trying to imagine a radio station playing like the Steve Miller Band and then playing Paradise City. And they do. They oh, do? oh, totally oh, yeah. fits perfect together. Absolutely, absolutely. I also together. might not listen to the radio. That might be. The <laughs> I might because I gr- I grew up on that format, and it's it's interesting because like. But in... I, I guess what I'm saying though, the thing that you were talking about, which is like it goes all the way up through Guns and Roses, precluding new wave and post punk. Yes, correct. Like taking a different route there. Yes, taking the Bon Jovi, Def Leppard route to get there. While like, ignoring the Smiths and skipping over Joy the, Division and exactly yeah. right, and then we go straight to Nirvana, and then it was all over for Guns N' Roses and that yes. stuff for a and time. That, that, and that's where I think the alt rock format. Because what's interesting, I think about the alt rock format is it still will play Nirvana, it still will play Pearl Jam. Yes, because anybody who was you know young at the time and when Nirvana hit, you know we all know the story. It just blew the doors off of everything because mm-hmm. it was like it opened the floodgates for all this new music. You know, and anybody that had been listening prior to, again, all of those new wave bands were, yeah, they wanted to rock out. And this was a whole new thing that wasn't seemed like the jock bro it Guns N' Roses. It was aggressive. It was more of like, it was like something that still rocked, but had some sort of sensitivity to it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the, it was like the um, kind of like harder edge to new wave. In a way, like taking as far as like taking and, that, uh, and, yeah. t- and, and building upon that. 
Uh, so we have we have Radiohead, The Cure, Janet Jackson, Roxy Music, Def Leppard, and then the last two are Stevie Nicks and The Zombies. Yes, uh, Stevie Nicks. Most definitely, I can't believe she hasn't been in earlier. She was. Well, I know a Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. However, Stevie Nicks kicked major ass all on her own for a very long time mm-hmm. away from Fleetwood Mac. And we have had some discussions about this. We were talking about it recently, and mm-hmm. I, it was like the the things the people like the. Um, the haters, if you will, mm-hmm. or the skeptics, uh, the skeptics, you know, if you want to be, uh, have been, you know, what are her uh, solo accomplishments? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Edge of Seventeen, definitely. Stand back. Stand back. Oh my God! I, can I just like uh, my whole like MTV video of mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks twirling is going yes. through <laughs> my head and Gypsy and all this stuff is like is Gypsy her on her own? No, uh, that's no, that's Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Um, yeah, I would have to break down and 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 separate those. But Stevie Nicks is a phenomenal songwriter. Uh, whether it's with Fleetwood Mac on her or on her own, um, prolific. And I mean, I got I came to this recently on one of our uh, um, podcasts where I was like, I think she's also just important. Like, I don't care if it is different. Like if some of the songs that she wrote that she's most known for are Fleetwood Mac songs. I actually just think it's important and cool for her to be there. And she is so relevant today. People just love her. It's the year of the witch, baby. All right. I might piss people (laughs) off and say that, yes, she is very important. I mean, I think that. You know, people show up in droves to see Stevie Nicks. They're not going to show up in droves to see Mick Fleetwood. True. If we're going to book venues mm-hmm. and like measure them, I, I bet my life she's on it. She's the draw. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And uh, she's also definitely the fame part of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We talk. <laughs> if we break it down word for word, sure. <laughs> and she's also the of. <laughs> uh, she's of she's and and she's fame right. okay she's the uh, she ampersand is, she is not hall but she is role oh god uh, <laughs> what have I, i've broken your brain it happened uh well a little bit of of hall news they've also announced who's inducting uh the artist and i mm-hmm. have also immediately forgotten almost oh, that's everything great. i do know that david uh burn is doing is radiohead doing which is very cool which, which is oh, great and i'm sorry really quick back mm-hmm. to this discussion because i did want to ask this when we were talking about the radio formats earlier talking heads classic rock yes. radio yes they are classic rock radio they are really? mm-hmm. so they'd play like once in a lifetime once in a lifetime down the house yeah, so it would be wartime, like welcome stuff. to the jungle I I, once I, in a lifetime mm-hmm. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I. I mean, I'm not saying just based on it from format. Based on like what I believe in my heart, I'm just like what I know. From I think they're just too format. weird. Are you they're sure just you're too not weird listening for the to Jack rock. FM? I know. Well, I'm, sometimes I am listening to Jack FM, but I you do see. Know. And that's the thing that about Jack like, FM yeah. is, is they, they play everything. Dude. Well, because they can go. They can go. <laughs> they play what they want. Yeah. Um, it's they can go from. Uh, Pointer Sisters into Talking Heads into, into Guns N' Roses yeah. into Madonna, you know, yeah. Madonna. Nirvana, yeah. so, Madonna, Bananarama. That doesn't, you know. <laughs> so they're all classic, but they're not classic rock. Cor- correct, but also Jack FM will play newer stuff too. They'll play yeah, like Imagine they'll play Dragons. They'll what they want, but I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like I, my question was: <laughs> Would they play on a classic rock station? They do play. It's arbitrary, and it probably has to do with like shady uh, deals with record companies. But the 
the people who have d- established the classic rock format have decided yes, Talking Heads are a part of it. That seems so weird to me I that they would play Talking Heads. That. Yes, Cure, no. Yeah, no, it, it makes that no sense. That seems very weird. Bob Dylan like, isn't Art played Rocky in, on classic rock radio. Bands should be. All... It's it's all it, it's arbitrary, and I feel Wait, like there's they don't play Tangled Up in Blue on classic no, rock not radio. Really. No, it's very weird. It's and it is an arbitrary distinction. Also, what classic like, rock are you listening to? Station like where? I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to gauge like mm-hmm. the. Is it regional? Is it? So I'm I'm basing this off of the classic rock stations in Pittsburgh, Chicago, and L.A. And there's no longer a uh, definitive classic rock station in Los Angeles anymore. The one that existed, the oh, sound, yeah, the is sound. now Christian rock. No, and we have KLOS, but that's a little bit different because they're more of a general rock mm-hmm. station. You know, because they'll play Incubus. Right. They, they'll, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in addition to playing Jimi Hendrix. You know, so okay. Uh, and but they also won't plumb the like you're not really going to hear the Almond Brothers on KLOS the way you would on the Sound. So it's I mean we're getting into the nitty gritty. Joe has of, really spent a lot of time and brain power on this. As well, well, also as you know, and I think we've talked about it on on the podcast before. I was obsessed with the radio when I was a kid to the point. This where, is how he got here. This is okay, why we this have is this really podcast. Good. This, this is, is good. His I journey. used okay. to I used to call in a lot and win radio contests. <gasps> Do you remember your first? Yes. I, it was on my 14th birthday, and I won a 30-pack of beer. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. They gave Joe beer out? They, they in Pittsburgh, give, they did. In Pittsburgh, they used to give out. It was a, oh, he didn't mention it was 1968. 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, it, yeah, a 30-pack of beer. What did you, how did, what was the I contest? always would give my dad's name, too, because he would go, and he would then go pick it up, and they could give an adult man <laughs> Beer. Best son ever, but it was always wow. about the, it was always about the thrill of it for me. I won so much shit Wait, that I didn't. What want. did you? What was? Do you remember yes, what the contest? I do was? remember what it was. They used to do a thing where every day at four p.m. they would play four songs with a theme, and then once the fourth song started playing, if you could guess what the theme. Oh was, my gosh, you would that's win. also like exactly right for your brain. This is mm-hmm. just like I can see it all clicking into who you are right now. And as I yeah, it, it, suddenly you're <laughs> seeing my like, origin story. Oh wow, a schedule, a theme. To guess a pattern, a yeah. pattern. Whoa! <laughs> so what? And what they played was they played uh, "What's Your Name" by Leonard Skinnerd. They played. Oh, he remembers the uh, songs too. This com- is amazing. They played I'm- "Come On, Feel the Noise" by Quiet Riot. Uh, they played the song. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Say it again. And what's your name? Wait, what's answer? what's my name's Joe? <laughs> what's your name by Leonard Skinner? Okay. Uh, and also, you have to hear the song and then yeah. recognize it. And this was pre like Wikipedia. At any rate, uh, come Please. on, feel the noise by Shazam. Quiet Riot. Uh-huh. Uh, they played Black Betty by Ram Jam. And at that point, I had to figure it out because once that fourth song starts playing, you should be, should be ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And if you hear it and it confirms it, and the last song I think was Back in Black by ACDC. Okay, so come on, feel the noise. What's your name? Uh, Black Betty. Black Betty. And I believe Back in Black. Back in Black. What's your name? So my what I will. <laughs> like, do you know the theme? Five members. I don't know. My hint will be it's not has nothing to do with the songs. Oh, it has to do with the bands. Oh, okay. So Quiet Riot, Leonard Skinnerd, uh, Ram Jam, Ram Jam, and ACDC, and ACDC. And what's funny for me, knowing it, hearing you say it, I'm like, oh, how are how are you not getting it? What? 
Say, so say that. Say them again. Quiet. Two syllables. Riot. Oh, oh, they rhyme. It's band names that rhyme. It's band names Ram that Jam, rhyme. Quiet Riot. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Uh, ACDC. Yeah. Good that is Lord. an insane. And this was all just for thirty beers. Do you know too. how many radio <laughs> contests I have done, like on the air? And I just I've yeah. never gotten that. Like, right. Also, I've never. I mean, I, I were people were the phone lines lighting up. Well, yeah, I mean, you would call in. Like the thing is, the way it works were is, there doing this? I mean, it's all sad adults. Not, yeah. I was the only lonely kid. Uh, you would call in and it would be a busy signal. You were signal. a future sad adult. <laughs> yes, c- correct. That was in my future. That's, what, that's how they like to think of but it. But the way I, I would do it is I would put the number into the landline phone and that before the contest started, so it would be ready on redial. And then once I was ready, I would hit redial. Usually you get a busy signal because everybody's calling in. Right. And then sometimes it would be like caller seven. Sometimes I'd get in caller two. And then they would hang up, and then you call again, and you try to get in. And because it's a trivia thing, you could be caller ten if the people before you yeah get it didn't wrong. get it right, yeah. especially with the, something like that. Yeah, wow! And I, I won a total of about sixty uh, radio contests. That is insane. When I, was a I love because we have never gotten into this the story of your first contest. Right. This is a great story, <laughs> Joe. I truly, I. I and the fact that you remember all of the details when mm-hmm. we are about to talk about who's inducting who and I know this I read a tweet about it like a week ago and I will remember three if I'm lucky mm-hmm. I will remember three of the people so David Byrne is I do know that David Byrne is inducting Radiohead, Radiohead right. which is maybe the key to getting some of the members of Radiohead there it would be so good the Talking Heads are my favorite band so it would be really love, amazing you know I was reading some thing that was like i think it was like johnny greenwood was like eh, yeah that's a nice honor but you know i don't know i yeah I, you know and then colin greenwood was like i think it would be great yes i would love to have uh-huh. you know be inducted um he's the only member of radiohead who is like interested at all and i think you know in their defense he's also like the least notable <laughs> like, like johnny the, greenwood the just young, was scoring like brother. nominated for an oscar i think he won the, he won the oscar i don't know last if he won the oscar but he's been, nom- he's yeah. been nominated he's been nominated tom york is doing this opera obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> throw me a bone and give me an award i'll go yeah right but I, I feel like um you know for for everyone who's poo-pooing radiohead seeing blase or very you know just brushing off this award this honor um it's not like to them it's not it's it's a strange thing they're it's british like, it's like if i you know said to someone here who didn't know what a bafta was and was like you know oh my god they ha- they have a bafta and mm-hmm. you know americans would be like most americans would be like yeah. a, a what yeah, like uh-huh. bafta do you yeah, nuts? yeah. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> It, 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 we found that there's I a like lot it. of British yeah. artists that don't like Dire Straits last year just didn't show up because they just were like what? Which is also wild that Dire Straits is a British band. I forgot that until you just said that again. Right. They I, kind of scan as an American they band. They very much that bandana scans American. But I think the, David Byrne so they're already reporting that at least some members of Radiohead <gasps> will show up, which Wait, is kind really? of crazy. Oh, and that's it has great! To be because of David Byrne, they're f- the the they're feeling the and burn. I I, be I wish I hadn't good. said it, and no, I did I say it. it though. Oh, I she wouldn't said be it. I still don't like it. <laughs> if David Byrne plays with the members of Radiohead that are there, because I could hear him playing Karma Police. Yeah, I could hear him playing Creep. Creep. I think and perhaps he had this conversation with them and was like. You know what, guys? You know, because they're they're obviously friends. They have to be. You know, mm-hmm. like the, when this person comes in and you know yeah. is going to be, you know, telling everyone how amazing you are. Well, yes. Radiohead also is 
it came from a Talking Head song. Yeah, the yeah, name Radiohead. Right, exactly. So like, right. there's it's a like, direct line. It's exactly. so good, and now I'm getting excited about it. Oh no! Uh-oh. Well, I feel like maybe perhaps David was like, "Look, you know what? Uh, you know, they kind of had a discussion." That if, you know, the lineage of Talking Heads with Radiohead, he's going to show up to do this. Holy crap. That would make the guys in Radiohead go, wow. And perhaps had a discussion and, and David was just like, this is a really big thing. You know, you guys have earned that. You've yeah. earned your place in history, whether it's in mm-hmm. America or somewhere else. This is this is a really big deal and something for your kids to, you know, maybe see in the future. And, you know, I think you should embrace it. Yeah. You yeah. Know. The only time the Talking Heads have ever reunited was for their was induction. Was for their induction. Yeah. It's the I mean like he and I think maybe it's that cuz Seymour Stein from Sire Records is an important figure in the hall and, and he signed the, one who the signed Talking them. Heads and I think there's And he's that. been on our podcast. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go back find that one. It was crazy. It um, was really crazy. All right. Um, uh also, yes. um, we often joke too that like British bands don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They would prefer the Corridor of Fame. <laughs> that maybe the would British, make more sense. they're like, oh, a Corridor, okay, I understand that. But, but yeah, it's all right then. Interesting. The li- <laughs> I, think Dave, I think David Byrne might also be the key to getting Brian Eno there. That's what we've also been saying because we thought oh, that be Eno would be the key to getting Radiohead there, but, but now the Eno has, has, has Eno always has been said no, and but it was burned the whole time. <laughs> that was, it was who in we front needed. of us. <laughs> but because I mean, obviously David Byrne and Brian Eno have collaborated on so many things, and Eno has said like again that British, I don't care, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go, but he might show up. I don't know. I think with Byrne that could really yeah. it could turn everything around. I, I have a f- I I feel like. It's the artist's responsibility at this point to make this event something great. Mm-hmm. They have the opportunity, instead of all of us who are cynical and you know, poo-pooing it and all that, this is an opportunity for all of these entities to come together and blow minds. Yeah, and have a And cool occasionally concert. they do, and most of the time... They do not. It's really, I mean, I don't it's, know about most of the time. It's hit or miss. But like when, I think it's, that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is these induction ceremonies that it bring in. It is one in, of the reasons that for the past six weeks, seven weeks. I've been making you watch these I've three and a half hours. I've been watching these old <gasps> induction ceremonies. They are so long. <laughs> And they're edited down versions of a five-hour actual ceremony. Which we will be attending. And we're going next Friday. Well, a lot of them, it takes them like an hour just to get to the podium. Yes. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, they're, oh, they're walkers. <laughs> I mean, it is shaking. wild how long these things are. But then occasionally you have, you know, a Bill Withers and you're like, oh my God, this that is was incredible. incredible. Yeah. What an amazing speech and what a moving performance and... You know, you learn something about someone that that you didn't know. You learn that you like the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, even though you <laughs> didn't even know they existed until yeah. you watched it. There were moments that were worthwhile. Yeah, and, <sighs> and moments that you can only get at something like this at yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so, I mean, I do think that, but I think you're totally right, that it's on the artists to, like, make the most of it. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be up there don't get up there and waste our damn time all right i mean i know it comes off as cheesy and it's kind of hard to like you're like oh god you know this is an honor but it's like uncomfortable but you know what you can always change that like Mm -hmm. go up there and make it like embrace that and then just play your asses off and have a great time yeah it's always the people who just can't wait to play that are the best Mm -hmm. like they're like who cares let's rock like they're literally like ready to do it whatever but even a lot of them who are too cool for it end up 
when they're face to face with it, it becomes they realize how meaningful it is to them. And a thing I hadn't realized is just how much time I spend in the comedy world. And so to see all of these people like sincerely be honored when they get up there and they're not being ironic, except for that one guy who gave the horrible blah, blah, blah speech. Alex Lifeson from Rush. Yeah. Oh, there's always somebody God. who just goes off on it's some It's just rant. like, what are you doing? Right. But most of the time, it's just a sincere, genuine honor and they're mm-hmm. honored. Well, I just also think, you know, I think about this about like the Oscars and, and the Emmys and stuff. And, and I'm sure you guys can understand this. Anybody who works in, especially an artist arena, no one has any concept of how many hours you've spent working on, whether it's your act or your script or your making record, a mo- like, yeah. mm-hmm. so, you know, the thing is, is why people end up getting really choked up is because you... It instantly you are reminded of all of the times people told you no, all of the times you fell on your face, mm-hmm. and then you got back up, and all of that time that you spent busting your balls, and 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 someone's acknowledging it. Yeah, it, it yeah it matters. And someone's saying care. it matters. We care exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to quickly okay. go through the I can, rest of the... Let me see if I can remember. So Here are know, the people that I remember. Okay. I remember Janelle Monet is inducting Janet, Janet yep, which I'm very excited perfect. about. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Love her. Okay, um, let's see. Do you remember who's inducting uh, Stevie Nicks? Oh, um... Uh, it's a new... It's a young person. It's not Taylor Swift or Lord. It's a, it's a it's, guy. A boy, Oh, yeah, even. it's Nick Jonas. No. <laughs> <laughs> not even... No, it's Sam. It's no, Sam. Shit. It's a it's, young man. It's it's a young it's a young oh man God. who's who's who is basically in a boy band. Yeah, but it's not Donnie one, Wahlberg. It's not from One Direction. Uh, yes, from One Direction. Oh, then then it's not. Nick oh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Okay, that's who it is. I'm like Very I good. don't cat I, jumping in. <laughs> thank you. Finally, thank God. Uh, you guys know who's inducting Def Leppard? Uh, uh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh, somebody from a recent biopic that they're Rami Malek. Oh, Brian May is Brian in May. Okay. Right, right, right. Rami Malek. Yeah. Oh my God. It's be, so funny. I'm not joking. So confusing. I literally looked at this tweet five days ago, and Joe made a video of all of us predicting all the people who would induct. And I watched that probably three or four days ago, mm-hmm. and I yeah. still, I'm still not you coming know, at it fast. I'm, How were your predictions? Oh, we were pretty we on were point. Pretty okay. on point. Like he he cut together clips of us discussing who could induct these people, <laughs> and we, we and, and we called it on many of them. Got it. Or like the the name came up at least. Of you the guys are weird, but good. <laughs> did, Harry, did Harry Styles come up? No. No. Well, no, we we never talked about Stevie okay, Nicks. Okay, because we haven't talked about Stevie Nicks. Okay, who else? Um, the zombies. Who's inducting the zombies? Uh. I don't remember. Somebody young, somebody no, old. I mean, oh, well, wait. Um, oh, is this what led to the mashup? Did yes. we do a mashup mm-hmm. of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> this podcast is maybe not so much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as it is a document of a case study of a woman losing her brain function. <laughs> I really think I need to put a Nest camera in here and just watch you two. Oh, my God. What is it? There's a, okay, it is, we sang a mashup. And it was to um, time of the season. But well, it was time of the season right. to the tune it was time of, of the season to the tune Eternal of Flame. Oh, because it's Susanna <gasps> Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs is, is inducting the inducted, zombies. And I want you to know, I would not have gotten there if you hadn't. Good, said I that. know, I could see that. <laughs> Roxy Music. Oh, who's inducting Roxy Music? Somebody cool, young. 
No and no. <laughs> uh, it's Simon Le Bon and John Taylor oh, from yeah, Duran Duran. Oh my God! How can you say no and no? That's <laughs> going to be hilarious. They're not cool. Well, and they're young, certainly though. not young cats. But they are hilarious. That's going to be really. funny. Are they funny. really funny? Uh, yes, I have a Simon Le Bon story. I'll tell you sometime. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> off air. Off air. Interesting. And then the last one, the band we'll be talking about, The Cure, is being inducted. Do either of you know? Did, did we talk? Oh, we didn't talk about this one. We're gonna so talk about good. them and today. I didn't know. But uh, it's another kind <laughs> of moody goth, two. but way more uh, '90s alternative. Oh, is Eddie Vedder gonna induct? My lord! <laughs> like how we always say that. Eddie's not goth. <laughs> not goth. Is, but it he is, gr- moody. is it female or male? No, it's male. Uh, and Mo- it is. Moody. Wait, wait. This Give me is some this more is clues. someone who has won an Academy Award for score. Which you brought up Johnny Greenwood before. Trent Reznor. It is Trent Reznor. Oh. Which I think fits. Trent Reznor. Oh, and I said this before. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. You are truly. my wild card pick of Nine Inch yeah. Nails. You thought maybe they'd be and nominated this year. And I think this, this really bodes well for Nine Inch Nails getting in mm-hmm. soon. I like, think so I too. really think that this moves oh, them yeah. up on the list of getting in. And I think especially now that we're really solidly getting inducting 90s bands. Now that I Radiohead think that, like, is checkmark, I think Nine Inch now we have might be next. Radiohead, we have Nirvana, we have Green Day, we have Pearl Jam. Um, Pearl Jam. I think then we're going to get industrial. I do think that Nine Inch mm-hmm. Nails could be... Uh, they're probably going to be the next 90s band, I in feel my like, opinion, I to feel get like in. after this one, that we're going to hear a bunch of shit Oh, can I say that? Yes. Um, Please. Uh, from a population of people who do not understand the cure and they're wondering why, like, heavy, you know, aunt with the messed up hair and lipstick <laughs> is getting an award yeah. and they don't understand what is going on. And well, to then me, you, you point them back to the Hall & Oates induction. <laughs> and you're like, listen up, man. Like, the hall is for all. The Hall is for Ooh, I all. I like that. And it's for The Cure. And we're, let's talk about The Cure after we take a little bit of a break. Cool. Okay. Sound good? We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you uh, hope you did something special for yourself over the break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just kind of maybe. Maybe. Do- I hope that you ate a treat, like a bite of something delicious. Mm-hmm. But you didn't go overboard, so you don't feel bad. You just feel satiated. You got, yeah, you got a little I hope buzz. you feel satiated. Uh, so we are talking about The Cure on this episode. Uh, Kat, I'm curious just about uh, what The Cure. Curious. He couldn't help himself. I no. had no idea I was doing that. <laughs> Damn. Uh so, you know, when I was I was looking for someone to talk about The Cure, because we've talked about nearly every other inductee on their own uh, episode, but The Cure is a band that is meaningful, I think, to both of us. Yes. Uh, and I, I really wanted someone before the induction, which is on its way, to talk about The Cure. Also, The Cure is Joe's, it was Joe's biggest snub up until this point. So, like, when everyone would say, like, who do you think deserves to be in that hasn't been inducted yet? He would say, answer. number one, The Cure. The, I didn't understand why The Cure wasn't in. There was no good, even a good bullshit reason for why they weren't in. I'm with you. I, they were a band, they were one of the bands that changed my life. You know, you have those bands that, like, you found the right time and you went through every record with them and mm-hmm. the cure was one of those bands for me what was the first uh what was the first record of theirs well you know i ended up getting this is so i got the cassette of mm-hmm. it was standing on a beach which the, the cd sea. version was staring standing at the sea. staring at the, at the sea. sea yes and so i like i just listened to it over i like i i was like what the hell I, oh my god mm-hmm. i everything on it um, just knew it back to front. And um, I, I remember this is really funny. I, I, 
used to have, you know, my brother was into Metallica and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I was like not having it. And so I was all <laughs> into the Cure and the Smiths and, you know, uh-huh. the jam and all that. And I had one of those, you know, those giant eight by ten posters mm-hmm. i had the black and white boys don't cry where it's just robert smith with the guitar but he's his back is towards us yeah the, the guitar almost looks like a dick correct yes <laughs> and so um joe's like i also had that poster <laughs> i had that hanging in my room for a long time and one day i my brother and i got in a fight like oh we <gasps> used to fight growing up so bad and i came home and he did in fact draw a giant penis <gasps> on Damn. my poster Oh, I destroyed all of his Metallica stuff. Oh, Everything. my God. You had every right to do that. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, of vandalism. Also, yeah. that is such a, like, sibling, like, just a shitty brother move. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah? Well, I drew a dick on your pretty boy poster. <laughs> like, you know? I was so <laughs> devastated. Oh, my um, God. But they were just that band that I felt like I just, I knew, first, emotionally, they, you know, they got me. And it was that, that outsider thing, like completely drew me into mm-hmm. that because that's how, how I felt growing up. Yeah. And then once I learned songwriting appreciation, it was like another level of like, holy shit, this band has like written the best pop and rock songs and mm-hmm. disguised them as something so cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you like know? a cool part about The Cure, one of the best things, uh, like one of my favorite things about The Cure is that they write love songs that are not schmaltzy like they don't Mm -hmm. write yeah they're not schmaltzy and they're but they're also not shitty you know they're like they're still love songs like they're about love they're about being in love loving someone like actively like and and yet they're not you know it's not they're not you don't feel that they're they're being dishonest yes to have a hit song you feel right. You, I feel like you totally feel the honesty, and there's zero compromise uh, in their work, and yet they still manage to be super popular and poppy while still maintaining their integrity. Yeah, and also it's like really interesting to have a goth aesthetic go mainstream at the time that they like mm-hmm. entered the mainstream. You know, there mm-hmm. that that was like it's almost big confounding. Deal. Yeah, just it like, really how, is. How did that, this, like, this goth outsidery band become so huge and successful. And the answer is because the music is so it's undeniable. Undeniable. Like the songs are good. They get you. Yeah. You I mean, I came em. home one day and I'll never forget. I, my mother was at the kitchen sink singing. She was going, show me, show me, show me while she's doing the dishes just Aww. to herself. And I was like, Oh, <gasps> yep. I was, I was shocked and pleased at the same time because first I was like, don't you dare go down this road. <laughs> this is my music. Yeah. But the other way is, you know, it was always getting made fun of for this, you know, outsider stuff. Um, I have a question for you yes. since you're such a cute cure fan. Like I'm such a cute, go ahead. Is there one album that's, you can immediately go to that's your favorite I mean, it's probably the obvious answer, but disintegration. Okay. Yeah, I just think is uh, top to bottom. Uh, what the kids say, a mood. Yeah, uh, yeah it is. It uh, but I feel is. like, in addition to having really solid singles on that album, it also fits so well as a complete piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the songs uh, weave in and out of each other really well. Uh, but also, I mean, I also think The Cure is a great. In addition to being a good album band, a great singles band. They're great. Oh, well, God, and yeah. like Staring you know. at the Sea was my first Cure album. And what's crazy about that <laughs> album is it came out before Disintegration. They still, I mean, they had to, they did a second, uh, 
a second greatest hits collection because that's just like the up until 87 that's I yeah the iceberg i mean for me head on the door for some reason is the one oh, that like yeah you know like push it will always be my favorite song and 90 percent of that song is guitar mm-hmm. you know the lyrics don't even come in until like right. three minutes in the mm-hmm. song you know um i just think they're amazing and, and the stuff i think they're also so ballsy and no one gives them credit for it uh, and maybe it's like kind of a punk aesthetic that's in their bones. I remember they played our acoustic Christmas. I don't know how many years ago it was. It was 2008, Cat. Was that's it? Oh. Right here oh my god! <laughs> that was the worst. That was the. I cried after that interview. That was the worst interview of my life. So for the people interview. listening, I, I f- had found a picture. Wow. Also, um, really cool move. Joe just had it up on his computer. I didn't have to already, click anything, and it was only facing him. And then he just like turned it around and revealed. It so was beautiful. It's a picture of of Cat and Robert Smith from 2008 uh, when he played almost acoustic Christmas. And uh, yeah, that was the worst interview of my life, and I was I was so upset. Was after he just that. difficult? No, it was the situation that was difficult because I was, um, okay, so I'll try to make this short, uh, not burn your time here. Um, This was the year that I had to interview Robert Smith, who was my hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Insane. So I'm already nervous. At the same time, I had to interview uh, uh, Scott Weiland. Mm -hmm. And he he was Rocky. Right. Okay. And the Scott Weiland interview, I mean, like, I'm on a golf cart heading there, and they're like, it's not happening. It's happening. It's not happening. It's happening like this. Can mm-hmm. we move up Robert Smith? Can we? So it was called this constant seesaw. My adrenaline was, like, spiking, flatlining, yeah. spiking. I was, I was completely a mess. Finally, I do the Scott Weiland interview, which started off as a train wreck, like, absolute train wreck. Thankfully, it ended like we brought it around and it ended on a really high note. Then I, I, I'm like coming right off of that. I have to go interview Robert in his dressing room. Mind you, there were like 15 other people in this small dressing room. And oh. I was not I was not mentally secure at the time to kick everybody out, which is what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, they decided to just stand there and stare at me and be quiet while I'm trying to have this intimate moment. And this like oppressive quietness of 15 people around too. And I'm, I'm already nervous. So now I've got all, you know, these people staring at me, like yeah. the other bandmates. I'm with my hero. I had just come off of Scott Weiland who like was upsetting. So I was, it was, it was a disaster. It was terrible conditions yeah. for something like that. Because I can yeah. usually handle myself and even with my hero, I can, you know, you can you rise know, even if he says yeah. something I can, you know, that that I don't agree with or whatever, I can still have we can have a discussion and mm-hmm. I can feel like I hold my own. And it was just awful. So Ugh. if anybody listening out there, kick them out. I don't care who it is. If it's your boss, just kick them out. Yeah. To get the interview, to kick get everybody out. Well, here's photographic uh, photographic reminder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, that's a great picture. I, I was picture. I was extremely happy to get that picture because for me, that was like a moment where I was like. Wow, I I was instantly transported back to my bedroom, you know, as a teenager, mm-hmm. not knowing what the hell I was going to do with my life, and here I am now standing next to one of my heroes. It's incredible. Like, that is I'll so that. cool. I, love, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so it is uh, not ever really clear how someone gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> we've it's a kind of what we've been talking about the whole time of like how do you define anything? How do you manage to be objective about this kind of thing? It's difficult. So. Yeah. 
what I've done. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know. This is, is how do you deal with this? This is my life. <laughs> this is so this great. Is like... So what what I have done is I've come up with a list of criteria that I think if you do well on, you have a good case for induction. And I've always felt like the Cure has done very well in every single category, which is why they were my biggest snub. Uh, so let's just go through okay. these categories. And then at the end of today's episode, Joe, will you reveal your new biggest snub? Oh, I don't know if you can put me on the spot like that, but maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, at the end of this episode, Joe's going to reveal his new biggest snub, even if he has to cut in later and correct himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and usually we do this when we don't know if someone's going to be inducted to see, like, will it happen? But okay. we know it's happening, but uh, The Cure are such an important band to us and to this podcast that I still want to go through it. Okay. The first... Uh, category is critical acclaim and i think the cure obviously has been like we said they're a critics band while also being a people's band yeah did they win like what's what kind of honors and accolades like were critics just always like we dig them they are cool well they they are for us you know sometimes the way we evaluate this is to go to those rolling stone lists? lists and stuff so the the rolling stone put out a list of the 500 greatest albums of all time how many do we think The Cure got on there? Ooh. Um, I hope they had at least seven. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, this on, is this out of 500? This is out of 500. Okay, I think that they had three. Okay. No, three. three. Oh, well, two or three. I think they have two or they three. They had two. Two, okay. Two on the list. And which ones do we think it would be? It would disintegration. Disintegration. Mm-hmm. And then Boys Don't Cry, yeah, the, which okay. is like kind of the American issue of their first album. I would have just put both singles collections on there. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's me. I represent the people. You sure do. Uh, uh, so where do you guys think On the 500 Disintegration fell? If you had to make a guess. Okay. I think Disintegration... 298. Is, yeah, ooh, I think Disintegration is in the 400s. Okay. I think it's probably like 415. Kind of split the difference. 326. Okay. And then I think Boys... Don't Boys Don't Cry. Cry is at, I think that's in the 200s. I think it's like 288. Boys Don't Cry is at 438. God damn it. Uh, it's too cool for school, that yeah. one. That's why. And I mean, we talked about it before. These lists are super populated with bands and artists from the 60s. So the fact that The Cure got two on there means it's a, a lot. Miracle. It's a yeah. miracle, it's, frankly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> because as we all know, the Rolling Stone magazine is obsessed with the 60s. Yes. They, they are not afraid to just keep putting Jimi Hendrix on the cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then even beyond that, if we talk about classic albums, which is another category. Disintegration. Uh-huh. How many albums do the Doors have on that file? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's probably list. Their whole like catalog's on there. Like, four I mean, or five. I'm curious. Because, I mean, like, we I'm have to remember curious. the Doors. The whole, it's probably the whole catalog. The, Same thing with yeah. the Who, I bet. They, three. Three. Like. Okay. Huh. But you have to remember the doors weren't around for a super long time. All right. So if they had put out some albums. Uh, How many does Dylan have on there? Bob Dylan. Ten. Ten. Beatles have ten. Rolling Stones have ten. Springsteen has eight. The Who have seven. Bob Marley. Now, David Joe, Bowie, do you John know this five. off the top of no, your I'm head? No, I'm looking at something. Or, or, oh, he totally knows can't. it off the top. He's I'm still looking like, at my picture I with Robert Smith. Really cannot. I'm like... just, yeah, I'm just staring into Kat's eyes in this picture and just reciting it like a. Now man. realizing that I'm crying on the inside, <laughs> it takes on a whole new meaning. That picture. Wow. Uh, so they definitively have classic albums. I'd also throw Head on the Door there as a classic one. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Uh, yeah, know. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me is one of those albums that definitely had 
I mean, why can't I be you and hot, mm-hmm. hot, hot? Just like heaven. Just, just like, like heaven, heaven, which I mean, was a they huge hit. So many songs. So let's we get into get that to category. That <laughs> that's uh, that's the next category, which I think is an important one. How many iconic slash recognizable songs? Okay, let's see how many songs can. Uh, let's see. I will well, try. Do you, how to many name... songs do you think they have on the Rolling Stone 500 songs? Oh, oh eight. <laughs> well, come on. Again, remember four. Two. Two. And the ones that are on there, and I, I think you could definitely make an argument for way more. Pictures of you and Just Like Heaven. Just Like Heaven. Are both sure, on yeah. there. 488 for Just Like Heaven. Pictures, pictures of, you? of really? you would not pictures be of what you is I would 283. think. That is weird, and I, I would, would not, obviously no. fl- switch those two in the in their I also think well. you have to put Boys Don't Cry. That's why do you put pictures of you and not Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. I just feel like you have to put Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry is one of their most iconic songs. Yes. I can't believe Love Song didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, 311 covered that song. They sure did. For the 51st (laughs) date soundtrack. I mean, but like, so, you know, that just makes sense to me to have. I mean, well, that's it. it sh- there should be more on that list for sure. I, it, it, and I'm just really pictures of you is like that's not top fifteen for me. That's crazy. Pictures of you for me is like not even top twenty. I agree with you, and it's theirs. kind of a bummer song too. Yeah, oh, I don't. That mean, song's beautiful. Come on, all guys. right, it is, but I still am not going to put yeah, it with all not, the songs no that way. I could put from the Cure. Mint's car. So uh, if, if we talk about just oh, even even car. not getting into like the deeper cuts, just the songs that everybody knows, kind of going in chronological logical order like boys don't cry and then love cats which is how i go- oh i we usually at the top i say like what i know about a band but i've talked about the cure before yeah. on here before but that the song that got me into the cure was love cats mm-hmm. love cats does sound like uh, if you need a cure song for little kids like <laughs> they, it's about cats and it's like well i think i just love i really like i mean this was like right as i was probably getting into ska music like it's got that kind of like upbeat like bop to it yeah. that i that was like very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. okay. It's Matt Pinfield. She's getting a <laughs> phone call from Matt Pinfield. Sorry, Matt. That I'll call so you back. <laughs> I mean, that's like gorgeous He to should me. be on this that's podcast. That's like bringing... I know. You yeah, should have him on. Really okay. on. I I'm mean, that's make that like happen. taking me to like... Yeah. I am like yeah. a teenager minutes. again. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally gonna... like 120 minutes. What's cool? What can I talk about with cute boys tomorrow? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like going to make very, that happen. Very much uh, like seeing his name pop up on your screen. <laughs> I was like, oh, Matt Pinfield. Huh? Cool. No problem. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but th- like what I'm saying is like to me, Love Cats and The Cure are like kind of uh, like that style, the like jaunty they're kind of more upbeat songs mm-hmm. are very you know they they connect to kind of like ska kid music in mm-hmm. a way and that i think is why i like got got yes. over there and love cats and i would also say let's go to bed yes. are the songs mm-hmm. that kind of connect boys don't cry to their huge like pop breakout which was head on the door where you have in between days Yesterday I got so Right. In between days, you're not you're gonna pick pictures of you. Just to me, it, <laughs> pictures of you is such a wild choice. At, at, a, at a certain point, you're gonna start offending me by going after <laughs> pictures of you, which is a great song. I don't care. And then close to me, which was also. <laughs> I think close to me would be one of the bigger ones. Never 
Especially because there's like that horn version, and then there's the I mean, version without the horns. And also, you're talking to me about. I was just saying, like that fits me, in what you were talking about. Close to about. me, love cats, like those kind of like jaunty. Bops. Yeah, and then Kiss Me, uh, Kiss Me, Kiss Me has Why Can't I Be You. <laughs> has Just Like Heaven. <laughs> and then Disintegration has Love Song, Pictures of You. And then <laughs> one of the... I think most uh, impressive things about The Cure is that they Friday I'm in Love is from 1992. Oh my gosh. It came out after grunge had exploded and they still came out with such a fucking banger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I... It, and Boys Don't Cry is from 1979. And by the way, Friday, uh, you know, Friday I'm in Love, like, I'm still playing that jam. Oh, it's a mixed great Mixed in with song. the other new stuff. That's yeah. a great song. Because it's such a great song. And, and, you know, well, let's face it, any song that mentions the day of the week. Yeah, so that's <laughs> Radio Kibble right yeah. there. Ooh, <laughs> yummy. Num, num, num. For yeah. sure. Uh, and then if kind of what I was saying, if we talk about longevity... I mean, the fact that they had huge... Well, and also to think, like, you said Boys Don't Cry and Friday I'm in Love. That's how many years in between? That is 13 years. Okay. That's not as long as I thought it was going to well, be, but, be, but that it's is a long. song in the 70s. It's many decades. It's yeah. Be, it it's long. a song in the 70s and then a song in, in the, the 90s. 90s. I mean, that's wild. And especially how music evolved in that time, in that span, I think makes it that much more impressive. Well, and yeah. also thinking, but also to me, musically, Boys Don't Cry and Friday I'm in Love are not that far apart, but they are still, like, there is, there's an evolution, but, like, mm -hmm. Boys Don't Cry and Friday I'm in it's Love still the same in, my ha in my head could be on the same album you know it's still the same band you know mm -hmm. and it's like it it's a testament to the fact that they have their own sound and their sound is timeless and that their sound is timeless. and they're doing the you know they're going to do the anniversary disintegration back to front uh performance uh was it this summer they're going to do that At i think glastonbury is that where they're doing it? i th i think it's at glastonbury okay and I um, and I also I also hearken back and and remind myself about South Park when um, Robert Smith oh, had yeah. to beat Barbara Streisand. Yeah, Mecca Streisand. Mecca Streisand. <laughs> and um, at the very end, when Cartman's like, "Disintegration's the best album ever," you know, like <laughs> right. That always makes me happy when I think about that moment mm -hmm. for the Cure. It's. I bet that will be in the package. Oh, you are correct. They yeah. love a weird pop culture just uh -huh. snippet. What one did they do that was so weird recently? Oh. I know they put I it Love was, You Man in the Rush package. Yes. They will and, do that. And, Wait, and what? They, so they, they, but when when they're inducting the artists at the ceremony, they make these re really great like two-minute packages. Can I say packages. that should be like on bingo. If we were doing like package induction bingo, it would be like a weird pop mm -hmm. culture reference involving yeah. the band. So okay. like when – so they have these like little – they're almost like little documentaries that get you hyped on the band before you start the induction, right? Got it. And it'll be a lot of live footage and the band's talking. But then they will – like for Rush, they threw in Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel talking about how much they love Rush. Yeah. And they also put in like – like with Kiss, they put in a bunch of their weird like – 
like toys merchandise. and merch from the 70s. That's or stuff. cool. To kind yeah. Of give, yeah. It's like a, a full story, super fast of the band. And even for bands that we don't necessarily like love, we're always like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like by the end of the package, you're usually like, yeah. They deserve that, to be They in. do rock. They are cool. I like that band. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you see merch from a band, you're reminded like, oh, the impact they had mm-hmm. so much so that they have their own dolls. That, that and they iconic. do a really good job of using like interview footage of the band talking about themselves recently the packages have evolved so that now it's the band talking about like you know when they were they you know basically telling their origin story and talking about their rise in their own words and it's very compelling even Mm -hmm. to see Bon Jovi be like you know well we were you know I'll never forget we're just some kids from Jersey (laughs) like I mean obviously and they all have to yeah tell their own story of how the radio wouldn't play them I hope they show like early cure I don't know if you've ever looked at like uh, there's a couple photographs of early cure where Robert Smith looks exactly like Ben Affleck (gasps) I'm not I'm not even kidding oh my god it's shocking I'm gonna find it and show it yeah oh I can't wait Uh, I've also I've been uploading we'll put that on our Twitter at some point (laughs) I've been uploading some of the packages directly to Twitter Uh, I've been I've been putting some of those packages because they're hard to find too I think because of clearance issues but on our Twitter I put up all the ones from 2011 cool do people like that check them out they love it yeah cool all right you guys should make a package for this podcast yeah right (laughs) we really should get the South Park guys yeah we'll get all of our important pop culture moments All the times people reference our podcast. <laughs> One of the other categories is commercial success. Like we talked about, they they were so popular. Like they did, even though they were artistically never making a compromise. It seemed they sold. They've sold over twenty seven million records. You know. Yeah. Nobody ever told the Cure like, hey. Change your no told Robert Smith, you know, change your hair, quit wearing eyeliner. Like, you know, he was just like, I do what I do. If they did, he didn't listen. Yeah. And even still with not a ton of radio support in the U.S., Mm -hmm. selling out the giant like the Irvine Meadows, like those those, you know, venues constantly like every year. It is Mm -hmm. so crazy to me that Friday I'm in Love came out in 1992. It's, like yeah, it's wild. <laughs> like that was a new release. I just am like I just is blowing my hit. mind. And played back to back with Smells Like Teen exactly. Spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. I think that's the greatest thing that I I loved so much about that alternative t- at that time was that anything went. You know that because they didn't they didn't have the music industry hadn't boxed everybody in yet yeah and there were a lot of bands that were doing weird and interesting stuff that could get on the radio and that could like break through in their own weird way it was neat yeah the 90s what a time to be alive primus (laughs) for example (laughs) that fucking white surface yeah there's a bunch of like really weird stuff not a surf (laughs) like yeah i mean two surf bands yeah (laughs) what a world a lot of surf bands with a lot of both just talk rock like yeah, just kind of mumbling, mumbling over like some talking weird... and having the word surf in your name. Was that was okay. You could do it. Uh, innovation influence is a huge category, and I think that kind of speaks for itself. Oh yeah, influence so many people. Is and like, also, they're who like do you Godfathers. Think are the descendants of the Cure. Uh, I think. I mean, Trent Reznor. Not the descendants, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely Nine Inch Nails Nine Inch has Nails. to be part Nine of Inch that. Nails. I mean, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Like AFI, like any of those bands that I mean, and those are the obvious ones. Th- this is funny. So years ago, I had to uh, when Limp Bizkit broke. 
I was not a fan, right? When they broke out or broke up? They broke up. Okay. Um, and everybody kind of went their own ways. And uh, Wes Borland had this band called Black Light Burns. And like he was, was doing press. And they were like, will you please, you know, they everybody knew that I couldn't stand Limp Bizkit. Cause they was, <laughs> you know, it was like that bro like yeah. to the max like oh my god you don't have god, to explain to right? us why you couldn't stand and i was like yeah. oh I'm not, god no one's gonna give you any pushback and so i was like you know will you please just do the you know we have to get this done you know i'm like fine so i go in there and i do the interview i sit down with west who turns out to be so smart and mm-hmm. so funny and we spent 90 percent of the conversation talking about our love of the cure That's like incredible. What? he went he and i was like i just and that was a you know a big lesson for me of like wow you just don't know mm-hmm. who grew up with what and who really was influenced and and you know yeah, yeah they're doing this one thing now yeah. but you know he was like the cure for me was like the band mm-hmm. yeah I know that uh, Blink One Eighty Two was hugely influenced oh, by yeah. the cure yeah. uh, Interpol hugely oh influenced big time by the you cure. can hear it in the Interpol guitars especially mm-hmm. I think I think also I remember one time I, I think it was uh, it was a let's I think it was a let's go to bed video or I'm pretty sure it's a Let's Go to Bed video. For me, visually, was stunning because it, it looks like um, he's wearing the camera because where he moved, Robert Smith. Yeah, oh. it, it tracks him. It, it, it tracks him, but not the room. And it's mm-hmm. it's a very, like, cause, you know, they were doing some really innovative stuff during the videos at that time. And, and that, to me, was also mind-blowing. Like, mm-hmm. that pushed parameters as far as what you could do with a video. I, there's such a, I'm like... Excited? Are they going to show up? Are they going to be there? It seems like they're going to be there, and they're going to they're going to play. Oh yeah, because they wanted their guy to be in. Yeah, their, which we'll, we'll get so to that, in a, in a second. Oh yeah, because we're going to talk about. But we don't know. I mean, there was when they announced uh, who to expect to perform. They didn't necessarily put the cure in there when the hall announced, but I feel like they're they're going to play. God, I, I hope know. they do. Can I also say that I'm making another prediction about the package, which is I do believe it will begin with the opening guitar strums of "Boys Don't Cry." I think that's. That I think right. I think it will absolutely begin that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be like, born in boom, so it's a, like boom, <laughs> boom, 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 and then like yeah, it's gonna happen. Like that it. is going to. It'll be like some stills of like their hometown. <laughs> over, like, I may have seen a lot of induction ceremonies in the past that few may, weeks. I may have made you do that. Oh. Last category, perhaps maybe the most important category. Does my mom know who they are? <laughs> Well, uh, I think I answered that earlier. Yeah. Well, I t- I texted her and, and her response was, "Yeah." So she my does. My mom definitely knows who the Cure is. Well, that's the thing. My is mom like, is very cool. We talked about how they're not maybe in the early days they didn't get a lot of uh, airplay in America, but there are so many stations talk about radio formats that can play the Cure. You can hear it on K. They're multi-format. You they're format on the, friendly, baby. <laughs> And they got those you, day. They got that day of the week song. How many? How many? How many artists can you think of that you can play them on alt rock stations? You can play them on '80s stations. You can play them on playlists like Jack FM stations. Like there's a handful that I can think of in LA alone that would play The Cure. Like KCSN, you know, the uh-huh, public radio yeah. station would play The Cure. And which mm-hmm. is interesting because when you think about it, for a very for most of their career in America. They were only played on the, you know, alternative on stations. On the, like, college radio. Yeah, college radio or alternative, yeah. alternative stations, yeah. which, by the way, for a very long time didn't really exist. There were only a few across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I know that my parents knew who the cure were uh, because I played them all the time, you know, on 11 in my room with the door closed. Like, yeah. All the time yeah. I played the cure. My mom just said, 
Just heard them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Proving the yeah, point. That's perfect. Yeah. That's really yeah. funny. Oh, I love that. So normally at this point, we would do a verdict. Do we think they're going to get in and when? But they're getting in this year. Yay. It's incredible. I love it. They are really letting, they're being very generous in terms of the band members uh, they're letting in. in I mean, Which... including people who have played on one album, including the maybe weirdest part is their current guitarist, Reeves Gabriels. Reeves Gabriels. <laughs> who joined the band in 2012 and is being inducted with them. They put up a fight. They put up a stink. They said, but here's like, the thing, and you guys know this, right? Art's collaboration. I don't care like how much of a genius Robert Smith is. He is, right? Yes. One, it, it, the one person in the room can say one thing, and it just ticks off a tiny smidge of an idea that yes. then turns into a massive beautiful song but that's, you wouldn't have had it if that you know that's person why you gotta put them all in baby induct everybody but I, I always I, think that everybody there's room for it. everyone I there really it's is because it's not the hall is not a physical thing the issue with reeves though is he didn't he didn't play on He's any never played recordings on an album <laughs> however though he has been an integral part of them playing live with which keeps the band going mm-hmm. and to find somebody who can tour who can jump in with a band that's been established for so long and already has this vibe it's really hard to get a player that's going to put up with a dynamic that's already established she makes yeah. a great case the thing about it is very many other bands have not inducted their recent touring members like they, they have, do classic they'll do the classic lineup and then maybe even a few albums after that but then if someone has is just like the even they'll come on stage and play with the band during the performance, mm-hmm. but they won't necessarily be inducted. And by the way, I'm not mad at them for that. I get it. There are touring members for every band that you see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even see them because they're under the stage and no one wants right. you to and know. They're the ones yeah. really right? playing. Yeah. You know, they were the ones really playing. Um, I just think if a band is open to it, then that is a beautiful yeah, thing. I just think if they want it, give it to them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, wait, who, were, who was the band? Was it Van, Van Halen? Who was the band who like didn't want to have somebody in like a year or two ago. It was a big stink. Oh, Joe will know you, this. Well, there's, there's there's many examples of the phenomenon you're describing. <laughs> uh, what I thought was interesting was Dave Abraziz, the drummer for Pearl Jam That's, for yes, Versus and right. Vitology, was not included with them. And that, I thought, was really suspect. crappy. Yeah. Because they put in Dave Krusen, who played on 10, but left before the album even was released, and then Dave Abraziz... Then you just skip over... Dave. Hmm. Well, they put you, the first Dave in, and right. then, they, then, you and then the second Dave. Dave. You can't skip a Dave. Who, I mean, if you're going to pick no the most Daves. important Pearl Jam albums, like obviously ten, but then the next ones are going to be Vitology and Verses, and he was there at that's when they were at the height of their powers. But what if he's like a you know? What if he's like a crazy sociopath? And yeah. He what burned if it everybody? was senior skip Dave? What if he burned everyone? I don't know. This is I'm just yeah. I know. So there's a lot here. of questions. Like, yeah. oh, Someone yeah. you do not you yeah, we absolutely don't know what the, refuse you know to the be drama? in the room with. You know, was he there? Was he at no, the ceremony? He was not Did at they the thank ceremony. him at all? Yeah, yeah. Eddie Eddie said something about all their drummers, which they've had quite a few. Uh, but the other thing is, Eddie is very tight with Jack Irons, who was also a drummer for mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, uh, and they're still close, but Jack Irons was not included also. Whoa, they skipped a couple drummers? Yeah, so you wonder, I mean, th- it seems like there's some artist input, but then there's also some input from an objective council of elders or well, something. Well, you know, and then Jack Irons plays with other bands. I mean, there's the Soundgarden. And he, and he got and in with they, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, you know, mm-hmm. but... Like uh, Matt Cameron will probably get in twice because 
he got in with Pearl Jam, even though he joined, I think, in the 2000s or late 90s. Uh, and he will. He was a founding member of Soundgarden. Yeah, I mean, I think in. there can be an argument for all of these situations. But again, at the end of the day, at least I feel like if anybody's contributed to the longevity and the beauty of your band, and you want them there, then yeah, I think go so too. It. I agree. And another, uh, we've talked about it on a special episode that hasn't really dropped, but <laughs> uh, Pearl Thompson. Uh, who was in like an early incarnation of The Cure when they were the Easy Cure and has come in and out as both a guitar player and a keyboard player, uh, used to go by Porl Thompson mm-hmm. and is potentially the first trans or non-binary uh, inductee into the hall. Oh, Which wow. is an interesting and cool thing. And it's, it's kind of hard to really get to the bottom of because Pearl's very private and kind of reclusive. But uh, and who knows if uh, they'll even show up to the induction. Well, and another thing for your grandmother to get all upset over. It's going to be like, oh, now we got the guy wearing the lipstick and this other one. Or or maybe grandma learns. <laughs> yeah, something or two. maybe maybe grandma's mind. Because we were saying, I mean, in terms of representation, well, that that's, could be a really I, cool thing. I think that and this was we were when we were talking about this, it kind of like came on the heels of just talking about like the Stevie Nicks thing where it's like it. Th- representation is important it matters and it's it's cool for like stevie nicks to be on stage getting uh honored it's cool for a non-binary person or a trans person to be on stage getting honored by this traditionally male Male, um uh, institution it's like that is a cool thing it Mm -hmm. matters and hopefully it will you know it'll bristle some people but fuck them well and by yeah. the way they can get bristled by the way they've, they've earned it it's not yeah. like we're throwing them a bone no. like yeah. they both earned yeah, it exactly yes. so, it's sure. not like oh wow if only you know gosh i guess we could put stevie nixon it's like she's <laughs> awesome yeah, yeah put her in she kicks ass so at the at the ceremony they're going to play probably three songs what songs do we think the cure will play at the induction boys don't cry i think I think to kind of represent the arc of their career, Boys Don't Cry, Just Like Heaven, and Friday I'm in Love. I mean, that's like... 70s, 80s, 90s. Those are the hits. Yeah. And today. Those are the hits. Now, you've seen The Cure live. You've seen them at the Bowl. Many times. Right? And um, other places. Uh, What would be your dream three songs for them to play? You said Push is your favorite. Push is my favorite. And, you know, when they played it at Coachella, I was like... (laughs) Everybody leave me alone. Like I walked I just walked away and walked straight into it, just like mm-hmm. just watching that. I mean, I just you know, there was part of me with the when the cure played at our acoustic Christmas on that two thousand eight, you know, watching them and they are just jamming the hits. Like they are having the best time mm-hmm. and you know, we're trying to figure Yay. out what's gonna happen next, yeah. you know. And someone was like, you know, someone was like, They're gonna do killing of an hour and someone else was like they never do that. That they're not gonna have it. Blah blah blah. blah. And then they go into Fire in Cairo, which I was like, oh, I've wow. been live in yeah. a long time. And then they went into Killing of an Arab, which has been a very controversial song, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right? But everybody was like so shocked, and also, you know, the beat of that song is insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really hard song to be like, I hate this. To be like, then, oh, I object. You know, but, but your but body's it's a moving. Great song, and <laughs> you're like, ah. And they played it, and it was like crazy. Um, there, there's just too many for me to pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, like jumping someone else's train. Primary. Oh, oh my God. someone if, else's mm-hmm. train. You know, primary yeah. would be amazing. Uh, you know, you just. Uh, and they famously play for a long time. 
Like yeah. they will do three, four encores. Really? They try good ones. They they don't pull some Elvis Costello shit. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were very bad. We went and saw him. Uh, we saw Elvis Costello, and yeah. it was a lot of a lot of new stuff. And of, was, when was that one? Because I love. Was that the Wiltern? We saw him at the Wiltern a few okay. months ago. At any rate, uh, yeah, The Cure, uh, they tried to break Springsteen's record for playing the longest concert, and they almost did, but they had it, like, timed wrong, so they, like, oh. missed it by, like, a few minutes, and they were pissed because they were like, we could have kept playing for another 30 minutes, but we thought we broke it. Yeah, but also, I do feel like that that's a very Springsteen record to have, and I'm it's almost funny more f- comfortable in a world where Springsteen has that re- record. It's funny for The Cure to that's be gunning like, yeah, for a record like, like that's that. That's a weird competition i'd never thought i i've never thought i'd be like yeah the cure versus springsteen but you're right when i think of yeah. marathon concerts i only think of springsteen yeah yeah but the cure i mean they're or marathon it. induction speeches uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, i when, didn't watch it was oh, it really when long? the e street band was oh, inducted was... there were like 12 people to induct and they all spoke for like 30 no, minutes no, no, each. No, no, it was no. a and bruce springsteen himself monologued for 12 minutes on in the edited induction the even yeah even cutting down we were like this oh, is too much my God. i get it it's your moment but honestly it's like haven't we all watched award shows enough <laughs> yeah that, don't we get it like like wrap yeah, it up they don't play them off i am curious curious <laughs> i i am i i wonder it, it, there is no they don't play them off because no. you were there last no, no, year no, 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 no. They don't. so it's just mm-hmm. all Let right go. let them go I mean, they, they tell them probably don't speak longer than this and then a lot of them do because they don't care it's rock and roll baby dang uh but we're gonna go see them it's uh, god i I hope they play i think they will (laughs) i really do hope they play that'd be cool Uh, do you think that um that they would be in do you think that they could do a jam on one of their songs what do you think the jam will be pour some sugar on me no idea usually it's it's usually (laughs) it's a song that that it's not from one of the bands usually it's a cover of like kind of a classic well do any of these bands cover class uh, a song that you know I don't. Maybe they play play a Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> yeah, play, I don't know. They'll play the chain. Um, right. Uh, now, Joe. Yes. Who's your biggest snub? Oh now? gosh. Okay. You know, if I'm going in this direction, I would maybe say the Smiths are next in the queue yeah. for being a, a, a big snub. I mean, the the reason the leg up that the Cure has on the Smiths is that the Cure had bigger hits. Yeah, in America. is that your mom has heard of them? Right. Like, exactly. Well, and also, you know, let's face it, Morrissey is um, hasn't been extremely um, friendly, if you will, yeah, over the past. to or, anyone, yeah. anyone at all, <laughs> and just saying a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe Depeche yeah. Mode. They they certainly had hits. Depeche Mode, I think, would be great. Yeah, I think both those bands are up next. You know, after the Cure got in, we can finally because this is like the first British new wave band to get in of that post punk era, and then we can finally get to those other bands that we should have gotten to a long time ago. And Morrissey wouldn't probably show up anyway. He cancels fifty yeah. percent of the Seymour time. Seymour Stein told us he thought he would. And Seymour seemed say to he think he spent the day in bed. Uh, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> heaven knows. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. Seymour seemed to think that he could get Morrissey. He could convince Morrissey. Oh. I don't know. Uh, but I guess we'll find out. Well, there would have to be no meat in that uh, venue. Yeah. So that yeah, might be a clear problem. out all meat uh, within a two-mile radius. <laughs> I don't Barclays. know. I mean, ha- having I mean, said that about- If they did it in Brooklyn, you could- I love the Smiths. <laughs> I, lo- I love them. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's years later that I just wish Morrissey would shut up and show up. Yeah, yeah. You know? oh, hell yeah. So yeah. if they're maybe if they're nominated next year, you can come back and we'll talk about the Smiths. <gasps> that would be so cool. I have Morrissey sleeve hanging in my studio at home. 
Oh, incredible. From his body. I'll tell you that story. That Whoa. Well, that, that'll be a, a story for the next time. For the you're next on. time. Yeah. I know. Kat, I was thank hoping you. it was you had his sleeve tattoo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you have his skin. Kat, thank you so much for joining yes. us thank for this you podcast. For you you me. were so great. And thank you. so glad Treat. you could do it. I'm so uh, honored to be here in this very weird obsession of yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, even if it's just your social media yeah i mean you can just follow me at cat corbin on you know the twitter and instagram whatever i just you know i'm on air at k-rock i do the local mm-hmm. show there just having a good time so. hell yeah and that's cat with a k corbin with a c Correct. two t's right awesome. so cool k-rock man i mean that's like a station that everybody knows exists just like the world famous. The world famous. The world I mean, famous I grew K-Rock. up in Chicago and I always knew what K Rock was. Especially like MTV in the nineties, the K Rock Weenie Roast was like the big <gasps> mm-hmm. You do know like, the world famous is like uh, like a joke, it's right? It's like a joke, but, yeah, they, but now it's no, not. But it actually it's started so out real. as a joke. It became a self fulfilling yeah, prophecy. It, it really I think so. For like, real. Because yeah. we all know, I mean, I guarantee you, you know, like, that's oh, like one Kimmel of the most of famous radio stations. In the Carson country. Daly came out of K Rock. Like, it's so you know. crazy. I just think about all of those people, you mm-hmm. know. And then I came to LA from Boston, and I was just like, "What is happening? Like, this is mm-hmm. an insane place." It's crazy, you know. And just, but you know, I've been there a long time, and I, I work with some of the greatest people in the world, and new and old. And it's great to meet the the people who used to work there. Well, and Matt and, Pinfield and, was you know. calling her <laughs> as we were recording. That's so cool. <gasps> we'll Yay. get him in here. We'll get him on your yes, couch. Please. Perfect. All right. Um, okay, guys, uh, we're going to be in New York yeah. soon. Uh, this comes out on Friday, so next yeah. week uh, yeah. we're going to be in days. New York. So you're actually going to the show. Yeah, yeah we're we going to be there. Die hard. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you are. You, you are now. Yeah, I've, uh, it's in. a fun concert. Yeah, I bet. I, I really love it, and I'm, I think you're going to have I'm a great interested. time. I'm interested. I'm excited to, wh- to report back. I'm doing my solo show at the Norwood Arts Club on Wednesday, the 27th, and then Joe and I are are splitting a bill on the 31st, Sunday the 31st, at the People's Improv Theater, the pit at 10 p.m. More information can be found on my website or, you know, follow me across all social media at KStud, baby. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely be tweeting and posting about that stuff. Yeah, you better believe it. At JoeKJoeK on Twitter, JoeKwazala.com. Uh, if you want to email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com, at rockhallpod on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review us, five stars only. Uh, if you're doing a review because you listen to this episode... Say the word weenie roast. Yes, put weenie, <laughs> put weenie roast in your in your review. Uh, we want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music, Future Rock Legends for your, all the data you'd ever need on this kind of stuff. Yeah. We want to thank Joy Devine for the equipment, and we want to thank Ramona... Ramona Chernick for uh, um, letting us record in our apartment. And also uh, Devin McFedries for uh, hanging out in the other room while she's on vacation in California. That's my sister, and we, I love her. We don't want to thank the construction that was happening to us. We hope you couldn't hear it. I don't think you will, okay. but if Wait, you can. someone's hiding in another room in Oh, this? my little sister Shh, is don't visiting. Her. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you, Kat Corbett. I'm Joe Kuzala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the rock hall. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.